Welcome to Loaded Talk. I am your congressman, Frank Kraft, the third most popular candidate ever. And along with me is El Capitan. What's up, planet Earth? It's Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> the bean, the one true champion. <laughs> um, today's Memorial Day. I've celebrated with my shirt. <laughs> I found this today. I forgot I had it. Um, all right. I think it's always important to lead with mistakes. You know, we get things wrong almost never. We're pretty much always right about everything. But every now and then, we screw up. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light, I said, this will be done in about a week, and Bud Light's money will be fine. That's clearly not the case. Um, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> and it's become like a... Uh, it's become a cautionary tale among all industry this year. Um, but there's a Bud Light executive who I can't remember. I forgot to pull it up. If this person went on the record or if it was off the record, but they said that they're, it's going to take until the end of 2024 until they recover from the hit at, at best. Like wow. It, that's a, they think they've lost something like 20%. Uh, they've had like a 20% sales dip at Bud Light and they only expect about half of those people to ever come back. Hmm. Yeah, so they they're shedding money. People are still just totally locked in, and I don't I don't know if I mean they might be right. It might take until the end of the year until people kind of forget about it. I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> um, I am actually very surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with how pop- popular Bud Light is, and not with me, but. Right. They also have other products that I thought would kind of make up for that, but right. I guess not. You know? Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the Michelob Ultra would go up, but a lot of people, you know, we joked about how um, Miller Coors they give a lot of money to leftist causes. People don't care, and it's one of those things where they they they've gone over to Miller Lite, they've gone over to Coors Light. Heineken is the one that's about to like really swoop in. Apparently, hmm. they have a Heineken Light, which I don't know if I've tried to be honest. I do like Heineken. Heineken light. Yeah, I've seen it before, huh. but they're about to like really ramp up over here. I saw this thing where they're getting ready to like do, you know, get the the girls at the store that give you free things and do all that kind of stuff, go out to festivals, but just like try to capture the light market because it's like Heineken. There's a good brand, you know, Heineken light. Hmm. And it's like, yeah, there's nothing attached to Heineken. It's just a beer in a green bottle. That's delicious. Hmm. I do like Heineken. Um. Yeah, to the extent to which I found out today uh, that I don't like or I don't drink Bud Light. All right, take this back. This is how good I am at boycotting Bud Light. I found that we, uh, our laundry room uh, kind of got rid of some clutter in there, you know? And I noticed that, like, for an unknown period of time, months or more, there are these 12 cans of Bud Light that have just been sitting there on this counter because, like, I don't want it to take up room in my refrigerator. And so, like, I totally forgot they exist. I was like, look at that. I was like, how many? I was like, oh, that's 12. I have a full 12 pack here that I don't even know about. Um, but I think a lot of it is more than... I think I think a lot of people feel that the, like, the symbolism of it is the important part, you know? Because, you know, we talked about, like, Miller Coors donates a lot to the left, and Anheuser-Busch doesn't. They donate a lot to the right. Um, of course, they always dabble a little bit in both um but i i think it's uh a couple different types of people out there i think you got like the people 
on the right who are saying like, you know, stop trying to trans the kids and we're not going to participate in why is my computer acting all crazy? It's distracting me. Uh, sorry, it's really all right. And uh, so I think you got these cats on the right. You know, some of them might be like, I don't, I don't want that quarter shit. You know, but uh, other people are just like, look, we're tired, we're tired of this. Stop, stop adding your politics to our products, and they're dedicated, true, true, dedicated believers to like, we're gonna stick it to them. Then I think there's like bro types, you know, which Bud Light had a big bro market. And uh, I think there might be some bro types that are just, you know, I guess teasing in immature ways where if you drink a Bud Light, that means, I don't know how kids tease each other back now, but back in the day. You suck. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, you put a dress on or something, you know. But uh, so I think there's probably a little bit of that. And then I think there's people who just want to have a light beer and not talk about politics. And if they look at the two beers, they go, ah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to talk about trans rights issues. I don't want to talk about LGBTQIA two S issues. I don't want to talk about you know pro or con on these things. I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. I don't want to talk about. I just want a damn beer. And so when they're looking, if they're going to be around people and they're going to be at a bar or a party or something like that, and it's like I can either bring Bud Light and maybe have to talk about this stuff, or I can bring Miller Light. And just have a damn beer. And I think that's a big chunk of people, too. That sucks for those people. It does. Bud Light's not real beer. Try something new. No, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Miller Light sucks. Miller Light tastes like a foot. Coors Light's not bad. I mean, for a light beer. But Miller Light tastes like a foot. That whole more flavor commercial, it's not a good flavor. There's a lot of it. It's not very good. <laughs> um, so that's where we got it wrong. Bud Light is still being punished and... Quite frankly, I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, like, I don't care. I don't, don't care about Dylan Mulvaney. But uh, I found out... Let's see. I'm going to phrase this carefully. <laughs> I found out that perhaps the teenage girl community um, like, is not a fan of Dylan Mulvaney as well. Okay. Um, Dylan Mulvaney was uh, an influencer spokesperson for Tampax, or one of the tampon brands. I forget which one. Um, yeah, no. Dylan Mulvaney does not have the, the proper yeah, I was pieces. trying yeah. to do the math in my head here. Yeah, that that's... <laughs> there's nowhere to put it that makes sense for any <laughs> reason other than recreation. And quite frankly... <laughs> Sam... I'm, you want to get down? How you want to get down? Oh, Soak man. it in vodka, stick it up your butt. Oh, Whatever yeah. helps. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, beyond that, finally the computer got itself together. God, that audio. If, if that has come through to the podcast to this point, I apologize to everyone. We couldn't make it stop. It just had to stop itself. Anyway. Uh, but, but yeah, Dylan doesn't have the parts and or the monthly visitor or all the... You know how women say their favorite thing is their menstrual cycle and how much they love it and they just, especially the time leading up to it time during it and after it's just you know makes them so happy and uh dylan doesn't go through any of that but gets to be a spokesperson for the brand um so i guess that uh these girls who are new to that process um don't necessarily appreciate some dude playing dress up 
and acting like the because Dylan doesn't identify as a woman. Do you know that? What? Dylan identifies as a girl. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not what? a woman. Like Dylan, if Dylan wasn't trans, Dylan would be a grown man. Right. But Dylan is trans, and so it, she is not a woman. She is a girl. Okay. Yeah, which is weird. I'm confused. Well, yeah, it's it's odd. I don't exactly know what that means. Like, I think Dylan wants to be like a teenage girl. Hmm. And I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> but, like, but I don't think teenage girls are taken too kindly to it. Um, which is not something I saw coming. Um, you know, this, uh, the, the young generation cats, they're... Very in tune, you know, the kids, there's so many kids that are claiming non-binary or even furry and stuff like that. Um, and people, all the kids seem pretty chill about it. Um, just like, okay, this is a thing. And they just, you know, some people will say indoctrination or whatever, but regardless of, of the source of it, you know, people are pretty accepting. And so to also be like, huh, it appears to be. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like some of these girls are just like, that's not fair. That's, you don't even, you have no idea, you know, which I think is a fair take. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, I would not try to fight an army of teenage girls. Nope. They're, they're some of the most vicious creatures on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I remember just having to, like, even in high school, right, like, riding to school with my sisters, if they had friends along and everything, it was just loud. <laughs> just so much going on. <laughs> anyway, a lot of trauma. I've suffered lots of trauma. Um, all right. Well, so, so that's Bud Light, you know. Um, and they, they are very publicly eating a big can of poo. And so we got Pride Month starting day after tomorrow, and uh, so we know that every every corporation that has like a national presence and many that don't, everything will have rainbow logos, you know. And like I get down with Pride, it's fun. It's a fun time to go out. Like I don't care. Um, I'd say that the the gay community or the LGBT, all the letter communities. They, I would say they're not an underrepresented community anymore. I think they have lots of, <laughs> lots of representation, you know. They are not, they, uh, they're not marginalized and victimized, I, I don't believe, anymore based on just how open all the markets embrace the community knowing that it's good for their brand. So if it's, you know, if supporting supporting gay rights and all that kind of stuff makes you more money and everybody's doing it. It makes me think that you're probably doing okay. You know? Um, so then target and target's been, uh, targets had a little pride section for a while. They've, um, they always do something for June. Um, and no one's really complained. Uh, but this year they promoted in the very front of the store, uh, things like, uh, bathing suit bottoms, women's bathing suit bottoms that have an extra pouch for tucking. Um, so that if you were a trans woman with all your bits and pieces still intact, you can tuck that sucker away. 
Mr. Kanish would, would go on sabbatical. <laughs> and uh, you can have the van suit. And, uh, and so that freaked some people out. And then they also had some tops with like where you read like on the tag it says like extra binding, um, which is unfortunate. That's a that's such a weird, a weird insecurity. I guess like if you just don't, I mean I get if you're not comfortable in your body and all that, but uh, um, I don't know. I don't I don't have uh, breasts like that, uh, but like to want to just like squish them into your body, it just seems very unhealthy. Yep. It doesn't, yeah, seems not great. Uh, but anyway, so they're selling that kind of stuff. And that, and like, they say it's just for adults, but a woman, a woman's extra small is pretty close to that of a child large or something like that. I don't know exactly. Um, but it's close. And at least optically, it looks like that, especially when it's next to like all the kids, all the kids stuff. Cause they got lots of shirts, uh. I was like too queer for here or something like that. They did have a mug. I think they had to pull it down, but I thought this was good. It was a mug and it said gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some clever stuff. Um, you know, we'll get to the next mistake they made. But here, let me, I'll read a little thing here from, I think this is the New York Post. We got it. Or we got Cookie Mike. Hey, we got it. Target has lost $9 billion in market value since angry social media users called for a boycott of the Minneapolis-based retailer over its rollout of the Pride Collection featuring LGBTQ-friendly clothing for children. Uh, yeah, so it was at $160.96 a share, and now it's at $141.76. Um, capping a week-long tumble that has shrunk the cheap chic Discount retailers value to $65 billion. Jesus, well, they're obviously hurting. That amounts to a 12% drop that shaved a whopping $9 billion off the company's market capitalization. Um, hmm. So, you know, they... Oh, and, That's uh, significant. That is significant. You know, I mean, still ha- sitting on $65 billion is also pretty significant, but um, let's see. So they ended up... Um, they ended up pulling a lot of the items either totally out of the store or moving them to like the back of the store in different areas. Um, they said it's because they were experiencing threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Uh, <laughs> given these volatile circumstances, we're making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Um, so they started moving stuff. Let's see. I don't remember if this... Uh, there was... Uh, it got leaked out. I don't know if it's in here. Oh, there you go. Tuck-friendly construction. Extra crutch coverage. How'd... The marketing team on this. I... <laughs> the marketing team. <laughs> Tuck-friendly construction. Think about it. When, when would you have ever expected a sales pitch involving <laughs> extra crotch coverage? <laughs> How do you keep a straight face in that meeting? I don't know. Especially like, there we go. Like, extra crotch coverage, just like you like it. I'm just going to skip over this, but uh, Tommy Lauren, business effort. Okay, who cares about Tommy Lauren? She's a nut. Um, but yeah, so like, oh, yeah, that's the end of the article. But uh, but yeah, they took a time. Oh, apparently there was a call and basically um, executives at Target were like, we don't want to be the next Bud Light. Like in light of what happened with Bud Light, like they got hit and they're still getting hit. And we don't want to be hit like that. Let's try to adjust. Of course, Bud Light 
has been trying to pander. They've uh, they've done like the camo can. They've put out a Harley Davidson can. They've got uh, they did that commercial where it was just like it's America, America's apple pie, Bud Light, and it's just like all right, pander, 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 and uh, and they ticked off uh, the gay community or the LGBT community uh, because uh, suddenly it's like oh so you don't support us you're just lying to sell beer which yes um <laughs> cat falling off a table right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just you know yes they lie they don't support anything they want to sell beer and they barely care about any cause they just want you to buy their stuff and not make them think which is i think a fair position um but uh but yeah so now they're getting boycotted on the other side too I can't, well, I don't know. Bud Light, I mean, Bud Light's a popular beer, so I was about to say, I don't know if the gay community drinks lots of Bud Light, but I think I was thinking mainly of seltzers. gay dudes. Oh, yeah, the seltzers, yeah. They've become pretty popular. They have gotten popular, yeah. I could see. Yeah, okay. Let's see. But we're pride, we're pride, we're Target really stepped in it. Let's see, let me pull this up so we can just kind of jump right on it. I'm gonna buy Target stock here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I'd wait a little bit. They'll, they'll like... bounce back eventually. Yeah, that's what we said about Bud Light too. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. So one of the other things is one of the designers that they hired is this guy. Satan respects pronouns is what his shirt says. So this is a trans fashion designer who has. I don't want notifications. I'm not logged in. He is a proud Satanist, though he says he doesn't believe in Satan himself there's a new i don't know exactly what this means but there's like a branch of like satanism where they go satan is not like satan satan is just an idea and your satan can be anything okay. uh, which actually does sound like the pitch that a real satan would make right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like in the event of a satan <laughs> he's like me i'm whatever you want me to be baby come on like, let's have a good time. <laughs> Sounds just like Satan. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, maybe maybe it's not that unusual. But, yeah, so it, there's all... So this dude makes, like, lots of... Pride, or this, I, don't, I don't know. This person makes lots of pride-related things that also have to do with Satan. Like, yeah, Satan respects pronouns. Um, and apparently this person was hired to design some of the children's clothing for the pride collection at Target. And so they were already freaking out and going, and I just want to show this dude's picture. You pop off. But, uh, so it went from basically being like, God, tuck bathing suit. Like stop trying to indoctrinate the kids. And it's like kids clothing. Stop indoctrinating the kids. And it's like, and it was designed by a Satanist. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, <laughs> I, the, the religious right was not having that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh wow target it's a bold move bean let's see if it pays off <laughs> but uh, you know one thing about it though i uh i'm also very good at boycotting target because i don't like to go shopping anywhere and it's very far away from here you know if i was closer i'd probably be less good at boycotting target on birthday parties i'm less good about boycotting target swing by i get the President of the Sack, but Walmart's so close anyway. 
Anyway, I'm good at boycotting Target. Um, but, you know, in reality, like, who knows how all this is going to go. Um, and, like, what I do hope happens here, what I do like about this whole double boycott concept here, is I feel like lots of big companies have been pressured over the years, like over the last, like, 10 years, maybe 15, something like that, to... Uh, to to advocate y'all can't just be a company that sells you know beer or underpants or whatever the hell or you know everything um you can't just be a company good at selling a product or good at making a product or providing service or whatever like that's not enough you have to be a voice for the people it's like which people it's like well just wait and the left will tell you which people right It's like, oh, like like the NRA support those people? Like, no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> listen, listen. We're, we're supporting the right people here. And I was right, not white. <laughs> um, but so at night, it's fine if a company wants to, because, like, you know, those are, there are, um, are they like B corporations or something like that? Or they have like a, a cause, like they're for profit, but they have like a cause based thing. Like uh, Butcher Box is a B corporation and one of their big things is like sustainability environmental stuff you know so they work on their packaging being good and zero food waste and stuff like or maybe they don't do zero food waste that might have been the cooking but anyway you know they they source from like as many sustainable farms and even some um regenerative farming do you know about regenerative yeah, farming? yeah, yeah. yeah that stuff's That's, awesome yeah uh, but anyway so if you want to if part of your thing, like Tom's shoes, you know, yep. if, if you want to, and it makes you money, good. But I think it went from like people going, well, hey, if you care, from, you might be able to make some money. And so people kind of dip their toe in a little bit. Like, well, maybe I can make a little bit of money caring about something. Like, I'll dip my little toe. Um, but then it feels like the uh, hair on fire screamer types um, where you're just like, no, you have to care about all the things. Like, why don't you tell us your views on Palestine? And it's just like, we're based in Minnesota and uh, we sell diapers, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but like, so I'm hoping that with this backlash, we corporations will just stop pretending to be anything but corporations, you know? Just sit, like, I sell beer, I make good beer or Bud Light, I make good beer, people like my beer, I sell my beer. And like, I want to sell it to everybody, of all the people, buy my beer, you know? Um, and, you know, same target, same with everybody. Just, like, go back to, like, your your personality as a corporation, as a company, is your product and your service, you know? Good product, good service, good company, you know? Because, like, I just don't need to be preached to by... Yeah, M and M's or, or whatever. <laughs> like as much as it's silly how upset people get, it's also silly for cartoon candies to be making moral arguments to people because they're candies made out of cartoons. If it's South Park, then it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I that I do hope that that response comes. The only because. I'd say this is one boycott that I actually do actively take part in. Uh, once again, it's not like I really went there all the time, so it was easy. But uh, Dick's, so Dick's Sporting Goods, right? 
they came out after some shooting and they said that they're going to give a percentage of their profits to uh, these organizations that work towards uh, overturning gun rights and Second Amendment stuff. And it's just like, okay, well, it was one thing when they said, we just won't sell guns anymore because they didn't really sell many anyway. And they're like, oh, we'll pull it off. And it's like, okay, that's a good old safe fake stance for a corporation. Like, hey, we pulled our guns off the shelves. Like, yeah, did you sell a lot of guns? Like, no. Or we were planning on it anyway. Yeah, we probably <laughs> were going to do this anyway. Kind of like Disney pulling, um, Disney pulling their headquarters thing. They were going to, they said, well, we were going to build uh, this something, you know, one point whatever billion dollar, $15 billion headquarters for our Imagineers in right around Orlando, you know? And they go, well, with, you know, the way that DeSantis in Florida has been, we're, we're just not going to do that anymore. And so they really tried to, like, pin it. But people are like, how come in November y'all said you were going to pull it? Because it didn't make any financial sense. And about how it's, like, located, like right now it's located right near, like, your writers and everything. And they're really close to each other, like, physically. And you're going to move half the team across the country. And also, Bob, what was his name, Bob Chapek or whatever, like, he was running the company into the ground and had to get replaced by the, you know, the originals. Fr- yeah. But originals. the last guy yeah, again, yeah. who immediately came in and was like, we're undoing everything this idiot <laughs> did. Like every, I hate all the things like the, the star Wars hotel already done. And that thing, you know, that thing cost him a lot to build out that. Yeah. But like, I mean, $3,000 a night, like, come on. And like to sleep on a bunk bed, you know, it's like, <laughs> no man, like it's cool. Drop it down to $300 a night. I'm there. But, um, but yeah, so they're just like, oh, well, that that definitely wasn't uh, that. No, no, it's not because of of the money and us laying off all these people and having some financial issues in this current market. It's DeSantis. So uh, anyway, uh, Dicks, you know, when they pull the guns, it's like, all right, fine, you pull your guns, whatever. Uh, but then they go, okay, 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 and we'll give money to overturn the Second Amendment. And it's like, all right, well, you've lost me now. Like, you want to just not sell guns? I don't care. Like, I don't care. I got lots of stores that don't sell guns. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if they did sell guns. But uh, it'll <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the checkout aisle. It's like Snickers, Eminem, Pistol. <laughs> like, oh, can you unlock? I need the key. I need to buy this nine. Spontaneous purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to get a Ruger today, but, you know, it just looks so shiny next to the Visine eye drops. <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, so uh, it's like, I don't care if you don't want to sell guns, but if you're going to actively undermine my rights, now I have an issue, you know? All right, so that's uh, those are some big things that were happening. And another one. Where are we at so far? We are 30. Okay, cool. We got time. Then. So another thing that's been going on, of course, every few years is the uh let me make sure i got the right tab here which one is this is the debt limit crud um every few years obviously we have to go and pretend like the world is going to close down and we say if we we've spent so much money and the only way we can get past this is if we spend more money and if you don't let us spend more money well, well everyone dies it's like, really? Like, I swear. That's the only way to do it. It's like, well, do you think we could spend less money? The coach, no. We cannot do that. It's like, there's nothing to cut anywhere. Like, nope. It's like, military? No, can't cut the military spending. It's like, it's the most in human history. Like, nope. 
we need every red cent. It's like, even the toilets? Like the million-dollar toilets? Like, even the million-dollar toilets. They have a nice bidet. They're very refreshing. You can't expect our soldiers to go into battle with poo in their butts. And then, uh, but it's like, okay, well, I guess we just do it again. Uh, you know, Republicans will pretend to be in opposition to raising the debt limit when the Democrats in office and Trump, they just bumped it up. There's always a, a faction that goes, Hey, let's maybe do something responsible here. Uh, but they always get, you know, shouted down and ended. So we're at that time again, June 5th, a day that will live in infamy. If it's not signed by then government shutdown. Do you remember the, Vast government shutdown of 2013, Charlie. Uh, vaguely, vaguely, because it impacted your life so much. I mean, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, some guy on Twitter. Uh, just I don't know, some guy. He said something about like, oh yeah, you just want I forget, you know, the everything to go to hell, everything to die. You know, this government shutdown, everything's going to be a disaster. I just it was like, like in 2013, like that end of the world, 2013. Um, what ends up is they shut down something like, they shut down something crazy, like 22% of the government, and they call it a government shutdown. Every government employee gets back pay. They go, what about the soldiers? I mean, yeah, it's kind of screwy that you're not going to pay people salaries when you've told them you will. You should cut other things, maybe the salaries of Congress and the president, cut their salaries. It's their fault, all their staff, like, not just their salary, but their office. When you're in Congress, you get paid something like 180 grand a year, and then you're given a an office staff budget, uh, both to rent offices in your home district if necessary. So like Charlie Crist had an office like downtown and in like North Pinellas. Uh, I'm sure Luna's gonna too. Um, but so you can have multiple offices you're paying rent on. And, of course, you need staff for these offices answering the phones. And you need staff in D.C., of course, all the time answering your phones. And you need your congressional aides and, you know, possibly an attorney, possibly, you know, all these things. So, like, you have a staff, a big staff. Um, and, like, that could be an additional $2 million a year, something like that, maybe more than that. Uh, the longer you're in Congress, the bigger your staff gets, fancier your office gets. Um, and so, like... You know, there's millions, millions of dollars. Well, shit, 435 people. You know, if you multiply that by 3 million, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's overbuilt. That's expensive. It's <laughs> expensive. <laughs> that's right. That is the type of analysis you get here. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a billion, right? You know, 400, yeah, that'd be a billion. Um, so you'd think, like, all right, well, you need to save some money. Don't pay any of that money right now. Like over the year, it's a billion, but it's some change now. You know, maybe lay off some, like IRS, you can't collect taxes. You can't collect taxes. We're closed. <laughs> and thumbs up from being Great idea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like, I don't know, there's just shut off the buildings too, save the AC bill, you know. Um, anyway, I, and I think you can shut off a lot of stuff. Um Military is not really allowed to just stop coming to work is, is my thing. Like, yeah, we can shrink the size of the military, I think, without issue. I think the budget we can definitely shrink, you know. 
and there's bases all around the world and all this kind of stuff. But like, if some twenty year old kid decides he's just gonna go home, he's gonna be thrown in prison, you know. And so if he's in Germany on some base while his wife and kids are at home, and the check gets you know auto deposited into the account so she can buy. A, I mean, say she doesn't work, but even if she does, it doesn't matter. But the house bills, you know, like most people aren't just sitting there on whether they're one or two incomes, they're not able to just float, you know? Um, and so like holding, <laughs> holding a human hostage to work for you, you have an indentured servant, you know, you pay them, they're not a slave, but they're not allowed to not be your servant, you know? So I think that is a fine logic for why you should be forced to pay the military. I think the only reason that we don't is because of political optics. Cause you can go, you hate America. Think about our soldiers, and you don't want our soldiers to get paid, so you need to raise the debt limit. I think that's the only reason they stop getting paid is just political football, you know? Um, but, like, in 2013, Obama, like, shut down outdoor monuments. Like, he spent extra money to put barricades around, like, the World War II veterans memorial type thing. And a couple of different memorials like that where it's like, it's outside in a park. It's just a stone statue. It doesn't need any operating budget. It simply exists. But they're like, well, government shut down, so you don't get to look at them no more. They, they, uh, they closed down the turnoffs uh, near Mount Rushmore so you couldn't pull your car to the side wow. and, and look at it. <laughs> and then any federal you know parks and stuff, like, Sorry, all the parks closed. And it's like, okay. Um, but, you know, so most of the things that shut down seem to be more of a <clears throat> manipulation tool than anything else. I gotta get some water. Excuse me. Um, but anyway, we're, we're there again. So now, um, the House... The House uh, passed something. Oh, here, I guess we'll pop over this article and see what Just the News says. Bloop. Um, so this is from about a month ago. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy expects his debt limit bill to pass the House this week as key Senate Democrats are urging President Biden to meet with them and negotiate. Uh, formerly titled the Limit, Save, and Grow Act would limit domestic spending growth by 1% per year and eliminate a host of green energy tax credits under the Inflation Reduction Act that passed in December in the Democratic Congress. It would extend the Nationals' debt limit for one year, just one year. The debt limit previously, whatever... Uh, so yeah, we're inching towards 32 trillion in national debt. Let's see, federal spending exploded. Who cares? Um, basically, you know, we talked about it before. It's it the bill that got passed in the House. It limits spending growth to one percent per year or whatever. So that's still an increase every year. Just to be clear, that's not a cut. That's an increase every year. Um, and it it pulled spending all the way back. To 22 levels, 2022, which was the third highest spending in the history of the world. So, you know, conservative. Uh, and so, and then like, yeah, they, they did some stuff where they cut out some of the green, green crud and they uh, put in a work requirement uh, for like Medicaid, Medicare type stuff. If you're able-bodied, you got to work in order to get like food stamps and stuff. Um, and there's a couple other little things in there. Um, it was really not a whole lot. 
But of course, people were calling it a MAGA budget. Like, oh, this MAGA budget is going to try to hold us hostage and force their MAGA budget on it. And so for a while, there's been a lot of posturing, a lot of just uh, the, the MAGA Republicans are trying to hold the country hostage in order to get all their crazy extremist stuff through. And, and they just won't negotiate. They won't negotiate. And Kevin McCarthy was like, we, we already passed a, a debt limit increase. It's passed the House already. Uh, but I'll negotiate any time. And Biden's like, I will not negotiate. And it's like, okay. And then they're like, why won't the Republicans negotiate? And it's like, well, but they say it out loud differently than what you're saying. Because the, the president says he won't do it. And the other guy said he would do it. But you're saying it the other way. And they're like, yeah, mega extremist. <laughs> and so that went on for like a month. Um, and so finally, this weekend, um, bloop, Speaker McCarthy lauds the Biden-approved debt ceiling deal. Freedom Caucus, Republicans not on board. So old turd bird McCarthy and turd bird Biden met. Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy discussed details on the debt ceiling agreement in an exclusive interview on Fox News Sunday. We're going to spend less. We're not going to waste taxpayer money and send it to China. Because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> I can't keep it <laughs> That's what he said. No more mailing dollars to China, Charlie. Uh, we're not going to pay people to stay home. Are we still doing that? Uh, I guess welfare. We're going to cut the red tape so we can build things in America. Oh, that was it. They're cutting some, the original thing, cut some regulations for energy sector or something like that. That was supposed to cut down... Things from taking seven years to like one year or something. Uh, we're not going to reward people in Washington that don't do the job they're supposed to do. Which I don't understand what that is. <laughs> like, in what way are you not? <laughs> All right. This is really a step in the right direction. We let government grow. But at a slower rate. <laughs> Good, that's what people wanted. <laughs> that's what the people have been clamoring for. Great Slow job. growth. I don't know one human, like, on the right, if you're like, Hey, do you think it's good for the uh, government to grow, but like just slow? It's like they go, no, I think it should shrink. You know, and say someone on the left that maybe likes the government, which not everyone on the left does either. But it's like, do you think the government should grow? It's like, yeah, we got to take care of everybody slowly. No, we should move boldly. And it's just like so. No one asked for slow growth. Then, just to be clear, um, let's see. McCarthy said adding the bill places a statutory cap on spending at one percent per year for the next six years. So, like, starting at well, actually, I think they took out the thing that we're freezing at 2022 levels. So this year is probably going to be back up to being the first or second highest spending of all time in the history of humanity. But after that, only 1% per year. It's like we, we, might, we might spend twice as much as we bring in. We might be spending COVID level, levels without COVID on just bullshit. But like after that. Just 1% more every year. So in six years, spending will be 6% more? Yeah, I wonder if it comes out that way. I think it's actually more than that, because 1%, then 1% of that increase, 1% of that oh, increase, yeah. 1% of that Jeez. increase. <laughs> I think technically, if you noodle it out, it ends up being more. Stop being expensive. <laughs> I know. <don't. laughs> Listen. Stop. It's the only way to save the nation. Charlie. This is why you don't sit in the seat. Right. You don't exactly. understand these things. Such an idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Um, President Biden characterized the bill as an important step forward 
They're reducing spending. They're protecting credit programs. For working people growing the economy. Uh, Biden urged the House and the Senate to pass the agreement right away and out, oh, outline the catastrophic consequences. Let's see. What are those? I want to see the What are the consequences? They didn't even tell me. They just told me there was one. Let's see if I click on this, if I get some consequences. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Let's go away. All you, oh, here we go. It prevents what could have been a catastrophic default. And would have led to an economic recession. Oh, that reminds me of my tweet. Retirement accounts devastated. Yeah. And millions of jobs lost. Uh, the, the market's down. Yeah. And we're in a recession. <laughs> I, okay. We're already there, man. <laughs> Over the next day, our negotiating teams will finalize blah, blah, blah. All right. Um, I put that tweet out. I was like, man, if we have a government shutdown... And all of a sudden we start hearing about a recession and like our economic or economy not being great. Like just a quick reminder that it wasn't caused by the shutdown. We were already there. Just no one wanted to talk about it. All right. So let's see. So they separately announced that they reached a deal in principle. Let's see. Largest. Yeah. Let me scroll. There we go. This is the largest recession in American history, McCarthy said, highlighting $400 million dollars or taxpayer dollars that had gone to China through the CDC Global Health Fund. Okay. We had a president that spent another $1.5 trillion around Congress. That can no longer happen. President Biden's got a cut in order to go forward. Does he? Didn't sound like he did. This is worthy of the American people. Maybe he's got to cut next year's stuff or something. Um, McCarthy also said, adding that he wants the citizens to read and understand the roughly 150-page piece of legislation and similar bills he said it exceeded 1,000. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad it's not a thousand, but whoopty fucking do. You know? 150 pages. And like, say, like, don't get me wrong. Any money saved is good. 400 million. It's just when our budget, well, when our tax revenues, which I hate that, when the amount of money coming into the government is about three and a half to four trillion dollars, like trillion. $400 million savings is not a lot. It's good. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get, but I'd like to see numbers in the trillions. Like, if we bring in four and we're gonna we're on pace to spend like seven to eight this year, like, because we've already spent like three and a half trillion dollars this year and it's the end of May. So we're not even six months in and we've spent... <laughs> All the money we're bringing in. Can we just have a goal of a wash? Like that is an extremist MAGA Republican <laughs> concept, Charlie. No, that is extreme. Jeez, you belong on a list, a no-fly list, and you don't get to shop at Target. Um, <laughs> but like for real though, like I think we are like three and a half trillion. And like, no, we're not aiming for a wash. And like, that's the thing, like. Of course, like, it's like if we're going to hit like seven trillion, it's like, yeah, I think we should cut the budget by about three and a half trillion dollars at least. I think, I think we could get away with spending two, maybe two or three trillion. Seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, just and that'd be like a, a surplus. And then, you know, that's without doing like good things. That's just, I think we could, I think that's a good first step 
is just get it get our spending down to three and a half trillion. At that, then we do the hard work. Like that's the easy work. Then do the hard work. And start looking at, you know, eliminating all taxes and stuff. Um, all right, let's see. Expanded work requirements for programs like STAMP or SNAP and all that kind of stuff. Benefits for those programs will be expanded for veterans and homeless people, but sunset after seven years, nothing ever sunsets in the government. When you do that, it puts more people to work. Who cares? Regulatory reforms are also part of the package. Oh, yeah, here it goes. And da, 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 da. new roads and energy initiatives, the debt ceilings deal, regulatory reforms would cut the time frame for appro- approval in some situations from seven years to one. Uh, he said it would end the student loan repayment pause. That would bring $5 billion a month back into the government's coffers. So it's like, all right, things, you, you don't have to make student loan payments right now uh, without getting penalized for it. And so he's like, oh, we'll unpause that. So people got to pay us again. It's like, well, great. Thanks. And so McCarthy, of course, is saying that uh, Democrats are upset about it. There's nothing in it for them. Um, and then uh, Biden, of course, is saying, no, it's a good deal. Um, so that's been happening. Let's see. Oh, that's why I just didn't want to open anyway. Okay. Oh, okay. But, like, what happened? I don't jump back. Um, but people, the Freedom Caucus is actually... Um, unhappy about it. So there's people. I'm sad I didn't keep it open. Uh, Chip Roy is uh from Texas. He's a House of Representatives out of Texas, and he's uh, kind of fun. Uh, but he called it a turd sandwich, <laughs> which is why he can be fun. He's like they're trying to give us this turd sandwich, and I don't understand. Like there's nothing in it for us, and so like now the kind of Freedom Caucus type people and like the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gates and the or Gets, I don't know, Gates Gets, uh, probably even old stupid Luna. Um, they'll all probably not vote for it, but I guess you'll probably get enough Democrats to vote for it that it won't matter. Um, but like, yes, how, how, how is there nothing in it for them? They get to maintain ridiculous salaries and oh yeah. Like, I don't under... I'm, am I missing something here? Listen. They are only able to spend like 7 or $8 trillion this year. Do you know how many illegitimate children they have to support? Do you know the <laughs> cocaine and Adderall habits in D.C.? Do you think you can just do this willy-nilly? Come on. They're basically starving the government to death of this deal. It's like one more dollar... And we'd all be dead. You know, money would cease to be. Dogs and cats lying together. Total chaos. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Chip Roy was like, this is the type of deal that we could have gotten with a Democrat-controlled house. He's like, that's, you know, you hold out just long enough to to get some of these nibbling kind of things. And then we go, well, we got something out of it. Is it good? No, it sucks. But we don't have the votes to do anything good. It's like, that's the kind of deal that we just struck is the kind of deal where it's like, well, I guess this will have to do. Um, so I'm hoping somehow that still falls apart when we have a government shutdown on June 5th. That'd be nice. As long as I don't get trapped in Jamaica. Also, we won't be doing an episode next week because I'll be in Jamaica. I was informed. Okay. Yes. yes. Couldn't remember. Um, all right. So the last big thing that happened... Well... Yeah, the last big news item, I think, for this week 
was uh, DeSantis went on Twitter to announce his official run for president. He announced it with Elon Musk on Twitter spaces, which I'm still not all that familiar with. It looks like it's audio-only live stream, which is something. Uh, I guess, you know, multiple people can participate. Um, unfortunately for DeSantis and Twitter, that matter, uh, so many people tried to tune in simultaneously uh, that it crashed, like, everything. And so people just heard, when people turned in, all they heard was just like, can you hear this? Can you hear this? People like testing in the background. People like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and so it went like that for a while, and then it kicked everybody off. And then uh, one of uh, Elon Musk's friends, who's like a tech venture capitalist, uh, Sachs, David Sachs. Anyway, he's, he got it going from his account. And so they got like 300 and something thousand people tuned in. And that was it. No one else could come in. But then DeSantis and Elon Musk got to do their their thing. Um, and, and, you know, the, the other big news, the biggest news is probably, is I know your favorite uh, candidate. Uh, he's deciding next 24, 48 hours... Uh, of course, Chris Sununu, your guy, is my, he may or may not run for president, Charlie. Huh? <laughs> what? He's the governor of New Hampshire. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I may run, guys. I'll let you know in a day or two. Chris Sununu. 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 So, like, big things. Do it. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. Like, there's... With Trump there, there's barely any oxygen in the room. Trump and DeSantis, like, the oxygen's gone, guys. Like, I get uh, I get some people, because, you know, you got to get in there and try and, like, elbow and maybe be a vice president. You know, sometimes you run to be a vice president. I think Nikki Haley wants to be a DeSantis vice president. I think Tim Scott, generally, Trump or DeSantis, I think it'll, we'll see if he ends up being an attack guy, but Trump likes him because uh, of... Uh, some legislation that, like, some, what was it, like, the First Step Act or whatever? There was some kind of a racial thing. But Tim Scott helped write it, and so Trump, you know, had very nice things about uh, to say about Tim Scott when he announced that he was running for president. And uh, so, you, I don't know, Tim Scott could go either way, but I think he's probably running. He's either hoping for a really big showing in South Carolina that then catapults him up. And you never know, it could happen. But I think he and Haley are running VP. And even uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think he wants to be maybe a Trump VP because he's kind of going on the offensive against DeSantis. Um, you know, I don't know if he'd be picked or not, but he also has like a, a kind of a cool index fund called Drill. It's uh, basically you can buy it on like Robinhood and stuff, but invest in like oil companies, coal companies, and oh. gas companies. So it's like, it's, Doing like what BlackRock does. So BlackRock, you know, they handle lots of people's funds. And most people don't participate and use their voting rights, you know. And so a lot of times you can just proxy it to to BlackRock. Well, that makes BlackRock this huge just swinging club uh, in these elections, you know. And so you can do things like get environmental activists elected to the ExxonMobil board, which they've done. And so it's one of the reasons that like, all this like ESG stuff, environmental, social, and governance. Have you seen that kind of crud? Mm-mm. Okay, it's uh, it's becoming a new rating on corporations and banks. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's one of the reasons that I think people like target 
will take a big swing on pride stuff because it raises their S score a lot. And like if you're social or you're environmental or your governance, meaning like how your board's made up, those numbers are too low. Maybe you don't get access to the same interest rates, you know, and like getting uh, if your target and your cash, you know, you got a revolving credit line and a difference between, I don't know, these days, what would it be? But, you know, difference between five and six percent, that's a lot of money, you know. Uh, so uh, but I think he's going to he wants to either just be a Trump VP candidate or you hope to be, uh, but also get some uh, get some advertising out for for his index fund stuff and maybe sell some books. Uh, but beyond Chris Sununu, there was a, so yeah, Rick Scott, or not Rick Scott, Tim Scott, right? Have I been saying Rick Scott this no. whole time? Okay. Yeah. So Tim Scott announced, Nikki Haley announced, um, which I think is odd. They're both from South Carolina, which means that like, as long as both of them are in there, um, they're probably not going to win the state. I mean, odds are if they stay in there, Trump will win the state. Uh, cause you know, the, the polling is still like Trump's a clear, leader still in all polls broken down by state or uh nationally and you know when you look at like south carolina a lot of the states when you look at it uh trump sits less than 50 percent, somewhere in the 40s desantis is low to mid-20s and then everybody else kind of divvies up the rest um so you know as long as that whole squad is in there trump kind of cruises um, but of course we saw in the democrat primary this last time uh uh, Bernie started to cruise until they start freaking out, and they're like, "We cannot let Bernie win this thing," you know. And then they got around Biden. Um, so anything can happen, and like DeSantis is walking in with like two hundred million dollars, and like the first twenty-four hours, he raised another eight million. So like, I mean, DeSantis can fundraise, and he's got some big money people, uh, and I hear that the plan actually sounds like a good plan, where he's spending the money on in politics knocking doors is actually hugely valuable the return on investment for knocking door like for every human you talk to in person uh the return on that as far as voting like i think every what is it like if you talk to somebody like four times the chances that they vote for your candidate is extremely high hmm. uh, and so he's gonna spend a lot of money on ground teams in iowa south carolina new hampshire um or at least new hampshire iowa uh but he's gonna like sink money into just like grassroots style campaigning um and then i'm sure he'll have commercials and all that kind of crud um but it, i mean it could it could pay off it could pay off i think they're gonna really need to like get some people to drop out i don't like iowa probably not but iowa is a caucus too so it's not a direct election it's a lot of horse trading so he could he could probably pull off that sort of deal i don't think trump won iowa last time i think cruz did or something um and then, like, South Carolina, who knows? That I think DeSantis has to hope that after New Hampshire, after, you know, maybe Trump and DeSantis just split a state, or maybe Trump's taking both or whatever, that maybe people bail out. Because, um, really, they all stay in. Trump cruises, I think. But, okay. So there's a little bit of a disaster, right, with the, with the launch, you know? Because... One way to read it is, like, it was such a popular event that, like, it shut down Twitter servers. It was more than they could handle. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people tuned in to see it. Like, that's successful. And another way is that the... What is happening? The FBI is getting involved here. What is that? Has that been happening long? 
Ooh. It was happening every now and then at the start and then didn't. Okay, why don't you hop over to you real quick, see if it's happening. Oh, good. Just I'm made. not shaky. Okay. Oh, you're not shaky anymore. All right. Solve that with some good old pharmaceuticals. Um, anyway, but so people were teasing, like, the DeSantis, like, fail to launch and stuff like that. The optics are, of course, that, like, your big thing that you led the press, everyone's tuning in for, and then whomp, whomp, it crashes. Well, <clears throat> Donald Trump is, of course, a very, well, give me one second, a very uh, steady man um, that, of course, always goes for the most logical, highbrow way to address things. So he went to uh, Truth Social uh, and he uh, used some AI to uh, do his own version of what happened uh, on the Twitters. Let's, uh, let's go to the tape. <laughs> uh, where's my sound at? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought I did my sound. Yeah, get away from this. I got to fix it. It's already funny. <laughs> okay, that should be good. All right, let me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Is my microphone working? Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello? Is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we... Hello? It's George Soros. Can you hear me? We can all hear you, George. Can you just hold on for a second? Alpha, I don't think they can hear me. <laughs> Dick, Dick Cheney coffin. <laughs> That's the devil. Uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Well, here's Ron DeSantis. Just... Hello? Just shut up, George. Can somebody just mute George? Klaus. Dick Cheney just coughs. Did you try not to cough on the <laughs> Okay, so how are we going to take out Trump, you guys? Uh, uh, guys from the FBI, this is not a private call. This is a public Twitter space. Everyone can listen in. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> FBI just signs off. Uh, anyway, guys, we uh, invited everyone to this, uh, this Twitter space so Governor Ron DeSantis could... <laughs> everyone just shut the hell up so I can make my announcement, okay? You go, girl. Wait, the devil is gay? So that was Hitler asking. Guys, can we please just calm down? That's my favorite part. Guys, I just wanted to announce that I'm gay. I can hear the governor very well. Shut up. Would you please shut up already? I'm running for fucking president. Hold on. And this is where it, the whole thing gets ruined. So this whole thing's hilarious, right? That's great. So that was, that was Klaus Schwab. That was uh, George Soros. Dick Cheney, who just coughs the whole time. That's my favorite part. He's just like, <laughs> And Hitler and the devil. And of course, you know. But then, then this perfect video gets ruined. Here's Donald Trump coming in. Is Elon? The real president is going to say a few words. The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I'm putting both your asses in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 2024 presidential ass. Trump 2024, baby. Let's go. So, yeah. It was, it was hilarious, and then Trump had to, like, make it. Or whoever made this, because it still sounds like Trump's voice is AI. But, anyway... 
That's what, Trump posted that and then reposted it later. <laughs> You're right. That was great up until the AI Donald joined. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even know that he was part of it. I was playing it for the kid today. And I was just like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Like, what a letdown that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> gladly, Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I like when they just started all yelling at each other in German. <laughs> Dick's just confident. <laughs> so, you know, I think this is going to be a real fun primary. I think, um, I don't I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, if it's anything like that video, this is going to be great. Because, you know, I was trying to explain to the kid, I was like, well, I was like, the thing with Trump is, he just, he says lots of things, and he waits for it to stick, and it doesn't have to be based in... Truth or logic, anything like that. He just, you know, uh, like I don't know how tall Marco Rubio is, but at some point he was little Marco. And at that point, he forever will be little Marco and he will never be able to be president. He's never going to be president because he's little Marco now. Ted Cruz lying, Ted. And like, I forget what he was saying he was lying about. I think what he kept saying it about were actually true things. You know, he's like, oh, lying, Ted, lying, Ted. Meanwhile, he was saying Ted Cruz's dad helped kill Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> but it worked. Ted Cruz will never be president, ever. And so, like, I don't know, this uh, DeSantis might be able to overcome, or he'll never be able to be president, I think is how it's going to shake out. You know, unless he, you know, somehow becomes vice president on the ticket, which I don't think will happen. Um, but yeah, it could be, it'll be very interesting. And I think, you know, DeSantis has the cash to hang in there. So unless he has, like, a Chris Christie, Rudy Giuliani-type implosion where you go from, like, potential favorite to, like, losing everything. Um, unless he has that kind of implosion. He has the money to, like, be in it for the long run. And, uh, and yeah, so there'll be lots of opportunity to either beat Trump or get trumped, you know? So that will do it for this week. I love that video so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, you got anything for us? Uh, boycott government. Ooh, yeah, it's always boycott government. All right, well, yeah, that'll do us for this week. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, do all the things, and I'll uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks when I'm back from Jamaica, man.